Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and I'm in the midst of doing something really spectacular. In the midst of interviewing 500 humans on their credibility. These are powerful people talking about who they are, what they do, how they relate to the world, who they serve, and it is absolutely worth listening to. You're going to get a really great point of view of who they are. You're going to get ideas and aha moments and how you can present yourself better. I've taken three of those interviews, or six to 10 minutes each, taking three of those, combine them to be this episode of Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Uh, please enjoy. If you like it, click on the like button and subscribe to our channel. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet about who they are, what they do, in essence, their credibility. Today's guest is good friend Shana Polino, who is the owner of Shana Rose Interiors. She has been working in, in the interior design industry since 2015 in both New York City and the Hamptons and uh, is a fellow Hero Club member. Shana, welcome. Thank you so much, Mitchell. Great to be here. Oh, it's great. Great to have you. So tell me, what is your CPOP? What is your customer point of pain? Um, so the point of pain would be the trade um, whose reputation is based on deliverability of custom products that are on time and on budget. So it's a B2B business that's putting their trust in you to be able to deliver their products to their clients on time and budget. Tell me a little bit more. What do you do? Yeah. So we take care of custom home furnishings. So right now, a huge pain point in the industry is that lead times for custom pieces are averaging about eight to 12 weeks at best. Um, so as you can imagine for clients in transition, that can become a bit frustrating. Well, not only that, it's when you're thinking about the, the, the way Amazon has changed the world, expectations are shorter. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how, how do you deal with that? Yeah. So it's, the one way that we combat these deliverability issues is we stock a lot of materials. Um, so there's no wait time on those things. Um, and we focus on specific aspects of the home that you really can't go without. For instance, light control, privacy, um, having a place to sleep. Those can be a few key items of a home that waiting three, four months to receive is just not conducive. So I, I kind of like, I, actually, I like any B2B business where they're actually putting their reputation on the line for you. Well, actually, they're putting their reputation on the line and you're behind the scenes servicing. Tell me, how do you have the credibility to do what you do? Yeah, so our trade partners uh, give us an insane amount of credibility. Um, a deadline is a deadline to us. We will promise and always hit and execute on a deadline. However, there are always problems and there are always things um, that we have to provide solutions for. So when those problems arise, uh, we will go back to the client and say, we can do X, Y, and Z to make sure we hit that lead time. 
Um, and instead of just giving them a problem, we give them solutions. So that's interesting because, you know, to me, this is project management one-on-one. However, <laughs> I don't know many people who execute on that. So it, there's a problem. It arises. You now come back and you go, uh, hey, here are three things we could do. What do you choose? If you want to make your deadline, here are three things you could do. How did you learn that? Where did that come from? Um, so when I first started, I actually worked out in the Hamptons um, and I learned a slew of things out there um, from wholesale distribution and how textiles kind of move through the selling chain um, and how there are people in the middle of that sales process who aren't really necessary um, down to production lines of how furniture goes from, you know, a frame maker, and then we'll have to hit a secondary production line, uh, to get through the upholstery. So we've have solutions where we can cut out the framework of a production line because we have certain pieces that are stocked or we have materials that are sitting there direct from the mill. So price point wise, they're 50% below margin and we can also execute on that piece right away because we're not waiting for the fabric to arrive from wherever that may be or may come from. And, and so how, how do you go about getting your brand out there? So you've got this credibility. You've, you've done amazing things. How do, you, how do people get to know about you? How do you, how do you go out and market your, your brand? So the way we're actually doing it is we're launching a trade program um, and we've coded a software to uh, streamline the sales process. So we've learned some additional pain points through the selling process um, that designers really need to assist them. Um, And we've kind of brain dumped everything inside my head into the software um, with a huge backend infrastructure and a new um, show house space where we're going to provide them room to consult and have an office or a desk if they want to um, and really be the back-end execution to make them shine. Um, and we're just there for the support. Got it. So h- how do they learn about you? Tell me a little bit more. Is it uh, social media? What else? What, el- what are you doing? So right now I personally do a lot of networking. Our trade program is in its pilot phase. So we aren't accepting any new designers right at this moment. Um, I wanted to make sure when we fully go to launch that this program has so much value that it would be a no brainer not to join. So for right now, we do a lot of networking and we do a LinkedIn strategy. We set up meetings with two types of people. We speak to real estate agents and we speak to designers. Um, Through that process, we bring them through a funnel and we have two separate presentations and we actually have a workbook that is going to be published and used for the real estate agents as a do-it-yourself and helpful staging guide um, to really just be the back-end support. So through those two types of avatars, um, client either private clients will come directly to us or they a problem will just end up coming up and they have no idea how they're going to solve it for the client and they just remember um, our presentation and our meeting and and at some point there's a touch point and they come back <laughs> beautiful so if, if you're in the trade and you need to solve these sort of problems having a partner like shana polino would be a great one to have shana how people how best can people reach out to you um, so the best way is usually by email. So um, the, or you can go on the website at shanarosinteriors.com and there's a contact page. Uh, but my direct email is design at 
shanerosinteriors.com. So Google Beautiful. us, you'll find us. <laughs> Shana, thanks so much for sharing your credibility with us today. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And hey, for those watching, hey, please click on the like button, share with your friend, and we'll see you at the next episode of Thought Leader Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet about who they are, what they do, essentially their credibility. Today's guest is Angela Prophet, who is the founder and GSD Creative. She is, you're going to learn about that. Um, she is an entrepreneur, wedding and events expert, productivity consultant, engaging speaker, and a savvy designer. Angela, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. Hey, so could you tell me, what is, what is your, your CPOP, your customer point of pain? Entrepreneurs, really? in the creative industry that are having challenges with productivity. Okay. So cre- entrepreneurs in, in the creative industry having troubles with productivity. And I, I would probably say that's probably close to 80 or 90%. Um, so, so tell me more, what do you do? There's a huge market for it. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. We, in short, we help people get shit done. That's the GSD guys to help get you done. So tell me a little bit more. What does that, what does that mean? How do you help? We use the psychology and technology tools that I have learned in my years of experience in starting and running several companies. And so what happens is there's a series of tools. So typically stuff that you're grabbing off the shelf and you're helping people figure out how to, how to apply them themselves. Absolutely. So everything that we teach others, we've done it internally ourselves on my own brands. Got it. I hear you. And so I assume what happens, there, there, there isn't necessarily always a one-size-fits-all solution. Okay. There's not, but there's definitely a strategy and a process. We have a four-step process that we do with every company. And actually where that four-step process came from was over 20 years ago when I um, got my degree in psychology. So I went to school to be a psychologist and I loved people. I love helping people. And as a young person, I thought I could help everybody. I don't know what I was thinking. You know, what you read in textbooks and what you learn in college. And then when you get hands-on, it's not quite the same. And <laughs> surprise, my parents, surprise. <laughs> uh-huh, right? My parents really didn't prep me for that. In fact, when I went to college, I'm like, I feel like I've been living under a rock and like in fake land or something because this is like real life. And So I worked as a psychologist for a year in mental health, and it was the most depressing year of my life. I knew that I could not do that for the rest of my life. And I mean, now almost, you know, 20 plus years later, I'm so thankful for what happened to me because those situations have shaped me. So Mm. what I'm not a quitter, but what made me say, you know, I'd call my parents. I've lived in Florida and I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, and I would cry almost every night. And there was one mm-hmm. night where one of my patients had tried to commit suicide and I worked with patients that were stable so they could go home 
um, on the weekends and after five. So instead of going to a job nine to five, they would basically come to therapy. We also had a live-in unit for adolescents and then a lockdown unit for very, very mentally ill adults that had to be in the state's custody. And so it was just a really sad situation. And it was a partial patient that tried to commit suicide. And um, when I went up to the hospital to see her, and I've been working with this lady for six months. It's like it was yesterday. And I said, you know, Miss, we'll call her Jane, what happened? You know, my job as a young therapist was to find out what were you thinking? What, you know, try to analyze everything. And she looked at me and said, I'm sorry, who are you? And I'm just like, I've been working with you for six months. You don't know who I am, but I was so young at the time, but it really, I went home and I called my parents. I'm like, I'm quitting. I can't work here anymore. And my parents are like, well, what the hell are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. I want to move home. I was a competitive gymnast. And so I'm like, I'll teach gymnastics forever. Um, but I did move home. I did teach gymnastics. And then I worked at the local AIDS clinic and was a therapist there. The most important thing to mention is that my computer crashed right before I moved and I lost all of my patient notes, all of my records, and it was very tragic for me. Um, I didn't have anything backed up. This is when floppy drives existed. I remember those days. I'm dating myself. Yep, yep. And so, and it, I had a virus. They could, the computer doctor could not recover it. And he's like, well, honey, don't you know what floppy drives are? And I'm like, what the hell's floppy drive? And so from then, then on, I became the tech nerd. Um, and so that's when EMR, electronical medical records, started to become mandated by the government. And so a lot of the physician offices, and we started to have to stop using paper and use these, these electronical computers for our patients. And so I started started to help other physician practices implement because the nurses, the doctors, they were so afraid of getting rid of their paper charts. And at a very young age, I saw how powerful putting your stuff in the cloud and backing your stuff up. And so I learned all of that at a young age through healthcare. And, and I tried the whole corporate America thing. It didn't really work out for me. Um, but just from experience and seeing how some of my patients were extremely, extremely amazing leaders and CEOs in these major companies. And then one guy, his building burnt down. They didn't have anything backed up. So he tried to commit suicide. His wife mm. left him. He had a gambling problem. You know, so again, you, you're exposed to all of this at a young age. And I thought, shit, I don't ever want that to be me. And so I, I really learned how to be proactive and get on the wagon at a young age of being paperless, as well as understanding it's like a security blanket for our clients. So that's like the most important thing that we do. Oh, I hear it. And by the way, you, you, you immediately skipped into and answered most of the question number three is how do you have credibility to do what you do? So it's, it's a lot of it is the PhD in the school of hard knocks. Is there anything else that you, you should add to that? Cause I thought that was pretty robust. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I would say I'm my family um, had a wedding venue for 35 years on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So I grew up around that. So the whole time that I had a real job in healthcare, when I moved back to Nashville, my parents were head of the Catholic diocese for the funeral committee. 
and they knew that my sister and I knew how to decorate and like do flowers and stuff. And so all of their friends, kids were getting married, you know, they're all at that age. So me and my sister just started doing weddings like at the church really for fun. And so she was also in healthcare, was a nurse. And so, you know, we had a real job and then our fun job. And then that started out, well, I'm not getting married and I'm not Catholic, but can you come here? And so when I started to do that, this was all pre-social media. So this was just like, you work your ass off and you do what you say you're going to do. You treat people with love and respect, no matter how they were treating you, because it's never about you. You never know what's going on with someone. And you can look at people and they look so put together and so perfect with a smile on their face, but they were beaten the morning before they left for work. And right. I learned that working in mental health. I mean, as sad as it sounds, that's how it is now. And so we, we were, and, and our parents were awesome. They raised us like, you be nice to everyone. You never know who you're talking to. You treat everyone the same. And working in mental health, it not only taught me that, but it taught me how to customize the message based on the way the client needs to hear it based on their personality, because we all intake information very differently. You and I were even chatting about that. Some people watch videos. That's me. And I don't read and retain. So I'm not a big reader. Um, other people, they want to read it. They want to research. I'd rather drown than research anything. I'd rather outsource that. <laughs> Um, so that kicked off a wedding and events company that I've had for almost 20 years and have grown an amazing team and, um, traveled all over the world that working from, Hey, can you come do my wedding down the street to, I'm not getting married in Nashville. I'm getting married on a private Island. I'm like, what's that? I didn't know, even know private islands existed. Um, and then also like having the opportunity to be around country music and Music City USA being from Nashville, I've gotten the opportunity to work with lots of country artists and different people that are in the public eye um, as entertainment just from living in Nashville and gotten the opportunity to do a lot of their weddings, their number one parties. So really servicing clients at an emotional time where the most emotional you are is planning a wedding or a funeral celebration of life. Or if you're celebrating your very first time for the number one song that you wrote. So learning how to communicate with people and working with them in getting them to trust us with their money um, to put on an amazing event because our job is to make them look like a rock star and so having that company, which we still do selective weddings and events and travel, but in putting myself out there, because when social media came into oh, existence, that'll, that'll help. That'll help. Out. Uh, actually, I, I do want to, sorry, I do need to jump to the next question. Yeah. Um, and because it, I think you're moving in that direction as well. How do you share your credibility with the world? How do people get to see you for what you do in terms of helping entrepreneurs uh, be more productive? Yeah. So um, I've got eight books out there. I've got a podcast called Business Unveiled that I've had for four years. Um, we do a weekly video tip series, which over the years was heavily events and creative focused, um, just because that's my background and a little bit of healthcare. We've really gotten into productivity and marketing and doing videos, basically people say, how do I do this? Or how can I make this easier? And then we share our experiences and how it's That's changed. That's pretty cool. 
my That's life. Very cool. Yeah. So we have lots of resources out there, free resources too. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so and do you play on any any particular platform more relevant to you than another? Like iTunes or for our podcast? Yeah, uh, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. We we've got all the platforms. Um we just started our social media this year for GSD Creative. That is the newer company that I launched last year. And so on the event side, all of our handles are my name, Angela Prophet. And then we also have GSD Leader. Um, I decided to do leaders because I'm really trying to cultivate GSD leaders around the world. It's not about me. It is about people and the people that we surround ourselves with that can help us get shit done. And not everybody wants to be productive. They think they do, but when you actually give them the tools and then they don't implement them, to me, that's not really a leader. And so we're trying to really empower other people with their leadership skills on how to have fun, but how to be productive at the same time. You know, if, if, uh, if you're watching this, you're listening to this, you're in a creative industry, uh, entrepreneur, and you absolutely need to get more shit done. Um, you're going to want to reach out to Angela Prophet and, and learn more and see some of the tips. What is the best way for people to reach out to you? Yeah. So on the events side, our website is AngelaProfit.com, two F's and two T's. And for GSD Consulting, it is GSDCreative.com. Beautiful. Angela, thanks for sharing your credibility with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me on. You're welcome. And for those watching, click on the like button, share with your friends, and we'll see you at the next episode of Thought of Your Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet about who they are, what they do, essentially their credibility. Today's guest is Kelly Helmuth, who is the co-founder and CEO of Festus. Prior to this, she spent five years in business innovation, facilitating the cross-pollination of ideas between startups and multinational corporations. Kelly, welcome. Hi, Mitchell. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. I'm such a big fan of your of your company, of your app. Um, tell me, what is your CPOP? What is your customer point of pain? So uh, we've all met that entrepreneur who asks their friends and relatives, please give me your opinion on my product, my packaging, and they really need to be asking their consumer base. The thing is, they don't have a consumer base often at that point in the game. And, and these are critical decisions. And in, in a lot of cases, the, the ability, what, what big guys do is the big corporations, they've got the base, they've got the money, they've got the mm -hmm. resources and small companies don't, but you fix that. Tell me more. What do you do? Yeah. I, well, I used to be that entrepreneur. <laughs> and uh, so what, what we do is we take all those big tools, you know, every product you see from Unilever, Every color, every scent, none of those are an accident. They have, they've been tested and tested with audiences, but oftentimes entrepreneurs, they just don't have access to an audience. They haven't built their social media following yet. They're going blind and they're often one critical decision from catastrophe. 
Interesting. So tell me a little bit more, by the way, as a, as a consumer of your app, which I absolutely love, um, it, it was so powerful to put a survey out there and get results. And, and I actually had a prediction of which would win and, and the one, it may not have been the one that I wanted, but it's the one that my wife wanted. So she's the winner of this thing. Tell me a little bit more, what is an entrepreneur, how, how, how does somebody use that? I mean, it's pretty simple, but why don't you talk about that for a minute? Yeah, sure. So, um, what we did is we took this knowledge of and this experience being entrepreneurs and this frustration of trying to rely on friends and family who really aren't the best arbiters of some of your product decisions. And we created a mobile app that is a DIY survey platform. It, um, it allows you to ask an audience, an audience that already exists, ask them any question and use extremely visual cues, get an answer. Like in your case, um, I know we we're thinking about new book cover ideas and you can test it before you ever print it before it ever hits uh, bookshelves. Yeah. It, it was That's actually it pretty easy to, pretty easy to operate, pretty easy to, to took about five minutes and I got a statistically significant response, which was then easy to share with a team. Here's why, here's where we're going and why. And it was absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah. And, and, and marketing execs, even when you're walking into a meeting, um, a, a presentation, and, you know, it's your gut instinct, like, oh, I feel like brown is really the color for this, and people are challenging you on it. It's a great way to do not just a gut check, but a real world check. Love that. So tell me, what gives you the credibility to do what you do? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that, because... I started as an entrepreneur for 11 years and I was often the one asking my mother, asking my <laughs> husband, who had no experience in the field that I was in. So um, after I sold that business, running it for 11 years, but after I sold that business, I went into specialty business strategy consulting and I started working for Fortune 500 firms doing all of this research and all of this testing and it was so frustrating to me that these tools weren't available to the people who needed them most. And so, so you basically are taking the tools that the Fortune 500 have and use and pay a lot of money for. And you've been able to, to craft that in such a way where your target market, the, entre the entrepreneur who needs that testing ground to be able to take advantage of it. Yeah, and we've been able to package it entirely in a mobile device. So they focus group in five minutes, and they don't even they don't have to do the recruiting. Um, so we've made it really easy. And, really and uh, I signed up. I think I signed up for free. I did my my search for free. It's a beautiful app. Thank you, thank you. And we have a database of over seventy five thousand questions that have already been asked on a, a number of topics and product categories. So chances are you can actually already go in there and find something related to your business um, with critical data on it already. Oh, that's beautiful. Hadn't thought about that. That's a great idea as well. Mm -hmm. So how do you share your, your credibility, whether it's, it's you as the individual because your company needs a brand and your brand, how do you go about sharing that? It's, it's funny that you ask that because as an entrepreneur, it's very difficult to distinguish your brand from your company's brand. They're often intertwined. They're one and the same. So in this case, how I market myself is really parallel to how we market Bestest. And we use uh, 
I'd say an omni-channel strategy, but to, to simplify that, so we advertise on social media, I do speaking engagements, you'll hear me on podcasts and radio shows a lot. Um, and in fact, last year, we did a pull the planet tour in a 35 foot custom branded RV, which is a very sort of analog approach to getting out there and meeting people and shaking hands. But we were able to cover 20 states and introduce this new concept to populations across America. It is absolutely spectacular. And it's so cool to be thinking about and doing things the way you're doing. And, and I just, I want to say to you, if, you're an entrepreneur or you have an existing business or you just don't even have the budget to do what you need to do. It is such an easy tool. It's best ist B E S T E S T. It is such an easy tool to, to download and use no, no, no training required. And the results uh, came in, in, in a, like I said, a statistically significant way uh, I would say if this is you, you need to have a user community who are looking at what you do. You're going to want to download Bestus and you're going to want to talk to Kelly. Kelly, how move, how best, how best <laughs> can people okay. reach out to you? <laughs> sure. They can email me at khelmuth, that's H-E-L-M-U-T-H at mybestestapp, A-P-P at the end, dot com. Um, Look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm all over social media. And I would say definitely we're, I'm on the app all the time. Uh, we have a really strong community of users. It's 50,000 members strong, representing every state uh, in the United States. So um, download it on Android or iOS, and you'll often see me on there too. That's beautiful. Well, I'm a big fan and, and I'm so appreciative of you coming on and sharing your credibility. Thank you. Well, Mitchell, you've been a great host. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, you're absolutely welcome. And, and thanks for joining us today. Please click on the like button, share with your friends and download the app. Take care, everyone. Bye now. This is Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy from AHA That. To learn more about Thought Leader Life, go to thoughtleaderlife.com. And to learn more about creating and sharing your AHA moments, Go to ahathat.com slash author, where you can also find a link to book a strategy call. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.